0: Good day, mates. Ah, got you. I'm Boy. Delta. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Boink Radio Podcast. It is another Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time here on the Boink Network Discord server. We gather every week, every Friday at 5 p.m. to talk about all things Boink. Come on in, come in and join us. We got a good crowd here. We talk about Boink things, as I already said. I'm your host, Jane Ranko, joined as always by the delightful Delta. Brilliant. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, this week, we got some news for you, and we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about that. The G- uh, I can't even say it. I can't even say the letters. It's so bad, you can't even say it. The GDPR. <clears throat> uh, okay. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> so,
0: but before we get all of that, so before we get to all of that nonsense, uh, we we got the, the usual intro stuff to do. Like, Delta, and, you know, audience here, what you drinking?
1: What you got? Now I'm I'm taking a little bit of an interesting approach. I've moved aw- I've moved away from the premium teas, and now I'm trying out all the cheap teas. This one's quite interesting. Uh, it's called cranberry and pomegranate, and you'd probably guess what's in it. Elderberries. Close. Apples.
0: <laughs> Why? Why? Why do they do <laughs> yeah. that?
1: No, no, no. Listen to the ingredients. All right. Uh, it has hibiscus, apple pieces, cranberry flavor, pomegranate flavor, hip, and licorice root. I am
0: immediately drawn to whatever rosehip is. I've I'm, been I'm fascinated hip by the fact by that it doesn't actually rose.
1: have pomegranate or cranberry in it. It just has their it's flavors. The flavors. <laughs> it is a cheap tea. Yeah, this is something it's the else. It's Twinings of London. It's supposed to be like more the up upmarket brand, but no, it's the cheapest one. Like they've got flavorings. They've got apple. That's they've Zipin. got real apple, but then oh, flavored everything else. <laughs> Uh, I must say that it is quite mild, and uh, I like um, forest fruits and berry teas to be quite mild. Otherwise, they ruin the back of your throat. It's, but it's not a berry tea. It's berry-flavored tea. <laughs> and that's what <laughs> makes it better.
0: <laughs> We've got uh, JD and Coke in the chat. I've got a bottle of water, Sands the lime. Uh, and that's all we got coming in for the beverages, though. But I'm a little jealous. I kind of want your tea to be on. I also got my Annette's biscuits. Nice, nice. I've got a um. Uh, uh, oh no, I forgot. I think it's peach. A peach beer in the fridge. I'm looking forward to trying later today. Peach beer. That's what I'm saying, man. What is? What is I don't think I'm gonna like it, but I'm gonna try it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's that then, huh? Get the show on the road. The intro. All right. So, news. Where should we start? Should we start with Boink or science stuff? Let's do the science stuff. We can get to Boink. Pfft, boink, it always thinks it's so important. Jeez. <laughs> hey,
1: they help each other.
0: <laughs> it's a true. Uh, so, cool science stuff this week uh, is coming from Mars. Well, probably not yet. I think it gets there in 2021. But we got that rocket off the ground. How about that? Huh? Yay. <laughs> the, the fun part is that rocket getting off the ground is carrying another thing that's going to get off the ground uh, once the rocket's Tesla. back on the ground. Not another Tesla. No. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's much smaller and cooler <laughs> than a Tesla Roadster. Uh, it's carrying a helicopter to fly on Mars, uh, which is, you know, not an easy thing to do. Mars has 1% the atmosphere of Earth. And as we all know, you need atmosphere to survive, but also to fly. So <laughs> this helicopter. Yeah, I was uh, wondering how that's gonna work. <laughs> it's very small. It's very light, and it spins its blade, uh, its blades very quickly. So those are the secrets that they think will make it fly on Mars. That's kind of cool, you know. If you go to Mars, it would be nice to be able to get an aerial view of things going on. You know, be able to get to places that rovers can't get or little human legs can't maneuver to. These legs are not very
1: maneuverable. Um, over rough yeah, going craters and everything.
0: Yeah, yeah, particularly with craters going on, and what with the you know having to carry your own atmosphere in that spacesuit thing. So another uh, cool part of this is coming straight out of the community from Darren Steer, who is uh, here on the Point Discord. He has his name microscopically etched onto a, sil- a silicone chip, which is on this rocket, along with some other people. He's not that special. He's special, but not that special. Uh, so. There was He's microscopically uh, special. Hey (laughs) oh there was an opportunity for people to submit their names uh and get it uh on that rover. So you know we're we're this species here on this Earth thing putting objects on this Mars thing, and if our Earth thing, you know, kills itself or is killed by us, uh those things on Mars are still gonna exist. So when aliens come which we know exist and are going to come at some point. Uh, so when they come and see our things on Mars, they're like, oh, look, there's this guy, Itch- etched his name on the silicon chip, and it's on this thing on Mars. Cool. Maybe he was the ruler of the planet.
1: Uh, I don't know if I'd <laughs> be putting up an electron microscope to a silicon chip. <laughs> if I were That's the alien. first thing I do. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe they might investigate our technologies. Yeah,
0: yeah. And also, apparently, if you get your name... Uh, It's going to also go on a 2026 launch. Oh, because this is the launch. This is the launch. Okay, cool, cool. This is uh, part one of a two-part launch where they're going to go up with this one and they're going to mine some things, quote-unquote mine. And then part two gets launched. I thought it was like 2030 or something like that. Uh, it goes up to retrieve the mined things and bring them back to Earth. So it's like a proof of concept of uh, things that will be required to, A, mine asteroids, and B, go to Mars and be able to return. It's pretty cool. Wow, oh, that's sweet. Call Me Foxy says that they remember etching their girlfriend's name into something several years ago. They can't remember what, though. So that got went from really romantic to what the hell? <laughs> <Pretty quickly. Yeah.
1: laughs> Good on ya.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe it's on a tree somewhere, you know, or just like on a on a sidewalk. Oh, it, the thing went into space. <laughs> the tree went into space. Hey, so that's pretty cool. This is the uh, Perseverance rover. Uh, you can follow it. At, I think it's NASA Perseverance on Twitter, and they do no- news and. Stuff. Looking forward to that landing date, 2021. Um, I think that's all the basic
1: science news. I guess we can go to Boink now. Oh jeez am gonna talk about GPU Grid. Oh, I got some science news. Yeah. Oh, It's about what's going on? one degree Celsius in Australia. <laughs> Just above freezing, folks. Yeah, it's a very frosty morning. And uh, surprisingly, surprisingly, my house is pretty warm. <laughs> so it looks like our insulation is working. You're only wearing, like, four hoodies today? Uh, I'm wearing one hoodie. And the other hoodie I'm using as a makeshift blanket. Ah, I'm glad well, you didn't I let me here. down with the multiple hoodies, though.
0: I think they were somewhere. <laughs>
1: uh, GPU grid news. There are two papers. I think we would mentioned one of the papers earlier. uh, And if we did, I'll repeat it again. Uh, It's a type of software they've created uh, from Play Molecule called Cryptic Scout. Uh, And what it does is it predicts protein bonding sites uh, for for molecular simulations. So basically what that means is uh, it'll take a protein. And it'll basically sort of look for places within that protein where a molecule combined. Uh, and not a protein, not another protein combined, but a molecule. So it's only pretty much four molecules. And that is still pretty important in understanding certain stuff in science. Most likely, this paper is going to be an intermediary paper. So, what it'll do is it'll provide some information to scientists who are maybe researching how um maybe the blood brain barrier works in in the in the brain or uh how different parts of the body use molecules and vitamins or something to put into other proteins um i don't know the full depth of the paper because i'm not a molecular physicist (laughs) but uh, as far as i can see from the abstraction and the uh, title that's pretty much what it does and that's the first paper Cool, cool cool now As for the second paper, uh, it's quite interesting. I've never heard of these before, but uh, apparently there's a class of proteins called GPCR. And I don't know what they stand for, but according to uh, the abstraction of the paper and the title, um, it seems to be a, quote, do-all receptor. So they, they have a lot of different possible things that they can do, that this protein can do. And apparently, GPU Grid has classified them into all of their subtypes and analyzed them as to how and as to how they do stuff and what they can do. So that's pretty interesting. This might be used for either intermediary or um, or even direct science, um, as uh, you can probably say, "Oh, well, this GPCR protein can bind onto a cancer cell and do something like that and deposit a drug into the cancer cell." Um, or just you found certain types of GPCR proteins in the body or something like that.
0: That's pretty cool. So, this is very
1: uh, foundational uh, discovery sort of stuff, yeah? Yeah, and it's pretty cool too. And the most fascinating thing about it is that they've referenced all the crunches. Uh, you can go up and check on the paper or even on the forum post on GPU Grid, and they have uh, listed all the crunches in ranks and stuff like that. <laughs> Ah, good looks, GPU grid. Oh, man, that's so neat. Boink is We're, all over the paper. <laughs> we'll have the
0: uh, uh, the links to this in the description of this episode, for sure. And if you are listening to this on something that doesn't give you the description to the episode, just jump on the Discord and ask for them, their links. Uh, yeah, this, this is really neat. We always talk about how paper should, you know, say boink in them a lot and reference the crunchers. Give us some credit for yeah. running our computers into the ground to do science. Like, come on, guys. So thank you, GPU Grid.
1: Yeah, and before we move on to the next topic, um, just quickly, both of these papers have actual um, web-based visualizations and presentations, and uh, all the links will be in those forum posts. Nice, 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 nice. This
0: is also a great example of that foundational research that if we had done decades ago or, or even years ago, you know, instead of trying to find a, a better Viagra or a cure of balding well, maybe we'd be able to uh, (laughs) cure COVID very quickly or something like that, right? This foundational research having to do with viruses and the human body. And uh, who knows what it's going to do when it comes to making us live healthier, longer, better lives. So
1: a double good looks to you, GPU Grid. Awesome science, man. Yeah, and thanks to all the crunches who have hopped on after uh, uh, the coronavirus pandemic, because GPU Grid was one of the ones that everyone flocked to, too, because they were working on the ACE ACE gene.
0: Yeah, and thanks for all the fish, too. (laughs) What fish? So long, and thanks for all the fish. It's a reference. (laughs) (laughs) Foxy's got it, 42 in the chat. You feel me. All
1: right. I never watch Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> but you know what it's from. Well, Have you I read it? You said 42. <laughs> no, I haven't yeah. read it either.
0: You should read it. At the very least, watch it. It's only an hour and a half of your time. And it's got uh, Snape being very depressed robot in it, which is worth it entirely. And it has vorg- Volgons. I think they're Volgons. Hilarious. Hilarious species. Okay. Think about we're getting sidetracked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're, we're getting agrees here with the Alan Rickman. Uh, So... What's next? What's next? I've got Nick. World Community Grid. Oh, right. Woo! I didn't mean to zoom out that far. Okay. World Community Grid, it came out with a post on July 27th titled Behind the Scenes of World Community Grid's Active Projects. So, as many of you already know, World Community Grid is IBM's corporate responsibility project. Uh, it is an umbrella project that runs many other projects. So, it's got uh, Africa Rainfall, it's got uh, cancer markers, it's got uh, open pandemics, it did open Zika, uh, it's got a whole slew they did of the solar panel one. one. They did the solar panel one. Uh it's done a lot and it continues to do a lot. Childhood cancer, um stuff like that. It's a, a, a cornerstone to the Boink network, I would say. And they also are Uh, one of the better projects when it comes to science communication and community engagement. They have very active forums. They have a very active Twitter. And they put out, like, these monthly, uh, I don't know if they're monthly, but they do, like, project updates where they talk to the project team and, I don't know, corner them and hold them down until they talk into a camera about what their project's doing. Uh, And they're very (laughs) informative. They're wonderful. They're much better than four guns and their poetry. Uh, So this post says they're going to be even better at it. Beginning in early August, they say, they're going to make uh, information on their projects more widely available in three different ways. Way number one, they'll publish a short article on their website for each monthly update on each active project. Uh, People will be able to find these articles tagged as research call notes. So it's just more regular information coming at your face that you can choose to accept or reject. Way number two, a link uh, to each of these articles will be automatically posted uh, into their news forum. Like I said, the very active forum is on their website, worldcommunitygrid.org, along with all other World Community Grid news articles. Volunteers who have questions or comments about a specific update can post on the news forum as well. So it seems like they'll have someone there to respond to questions, which is very, very nice. And at step number three, Uh, You, dear listener, can choose to include these articles as part of a daily, weekly, or monthly digest email by selecting the research project news option in your communications preference settings, which you go to by logging into World Community Grid, logging into your account, and going to communication preferences. Um, Cool. So they're working on better communication. They also thank everyone who is supporting the project because, of course, without the crunchers, what is Boink, really?
1: Ooh, maybe that should be the topic today. It's super meta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, does anyone actually look at like the daily? Uh, would anyone be looking at the daily stuff? Like, I know I just don't have enough time to look at daily news.
0: Well, my favorite way to do the news is actually uh, here on the Discord. We have a project news uh, channel, and Kevin Reed from World Community Grid set up a RSS feed that we pull from. So any project that posts news. Uh, and is in that feed, we get thrown right here on the Discord server. It's really useful. Uh, and and you just go into that channel like once a day and click the stuff. Uh, we got some yeah. questions here. Uh, Voke mentions that <laughs> you should start holding down the Minecraft at home support team uh, so they talk into a camera. You really need to hold them down uh, though. So there's like rope involved, tape, multiple different ty- kinds of tape, uh, and, and maybe glue if it gets that bad. But yeah, that, I think that will be really cool. Uh, like we got an expert over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah no i've, I've <laughs> i mean no officer told many things down myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, now that community channels have been released for all discord servers it's possible for discord announcements to post into announcements also i don't uh, know yeah. what that
1: means yeah uh, it's a special thing on discord they can they have like little channel feeds so if you have a channel in another discord that the other Discord is specifically set to be an announcement channel or something. You can actually link it to your Discord server and put all the announcements in there, I think.
0: Oh, that's so cool. So we should hold down all the Boink projects and make them get their own Discord server, huh? We bring them in here. <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes more sense. Uh, Talregov asked if they can post it as Boink notice messages. Uh, uh, they could. I don't think they're going to, because like Delta was saying, like I was agreeing with, I don't think a lot of people really look at that. To be completely honest,
1: I was just saying they don't look at the daily ones. Like having like a whole page of news come to you in your emails to read. Like oh yeah. For a lot of people, it's hard because they're so busy. But um, I don't know if because people are in lockdown, they have plenty uh, lots more time. But uh, I know that I'm I'm definitely going to be subscribing to the weekly digest.
0: Very cool. Looking forward to hearing more stuff about the projects. I also am looking forward to. Uh seeing them really start their uh, additional climate change projects that they've been working
1: on for a while. Can't wait. Let's go. We're warming up the Earth, so might as well warm up our rooms. <laughs> hey. With Boink work. Oh, That reminds me. I need to turn on Boink in my room. I'm freezing.
0: Yeah, come on, man. You that...
1: oh, just started. Alright, here we go. It's running. Alright, <laughs> Einstein at home is warming my room now. <laughs> hey. She warmed me with science. Oh, man. Oof oh i immediately regret that decision but if you know the song it works all right shall we get to our main topic or do you want to keep procrastinating and delay it (laughs) i won't procrastinate for a full hour instead of talk about gdpr
0: Uh, Uh, well
1: if you want to ramble on about it for a bit and talk about what it is and what it does and then i can talk about how it affects boink okay sure gdpr i don't remember what it's called anymore uh, but it's,
0: a, its intention is to keep people's data private when it's on the internet. It came out in Europe. Uh, its intention is great. It is a new type of legislation for a new industry. And it might not have been implemented very well. Uh, and it still needs to get legislated and put through the process where people challenge it. And then law actually gets made outside of the actual law, which is you know how, how these things work. So we're just in the early early stages and there are probably better technical solutions like cryptography uh than to like massive uh regulation or or bureaucracy. Thank you Voke, General Data Protection Regulation. There you go. Uh so th- that's what it is. And anyone when you go to a website and they're like, "Hey, we use your cookies. Hey, click yes." Now you click yes. That's GDPR. That's all it really did. Uh, (laughs) Anyone uh, that uh, deals with a European customer or someone from Europe might go to their website, has to have that implemented. And there are a couple other things, Delta will highlight them when
1: he's talking about how uh, it meshes with Boink. And the main one that everyone sees.
0: Yeah, there's a couple things that users now need to be able to do having uh, to do with their private data. essentially we're trying to get to this future where um, you can own your own data and and people can't just track you and and keep and, and be able to identify you by everything you do on the internet. They can't just do that anymore. that's the goal uh, and it's a very noble goal. There's a lot of people working on it through technical solutions like I said, which are probably much better than um, making people click yes on a website. But Delta, how does this affect Boink?
1: Yeah, so uh, because a lot of Boink projects originate out of um, Europe and the Eurozone, and also there's a lot of people in the Euro area who actually crunch Boink. It's a very important law for Boink to consider, and it's it really messed a lot of things up as soon as it came out. Um, the most notable things in terms of Boink is that uh, it it gave you the ability on most projects to delete your account Um, and uh, also the statistics that the Boink projects release so that you can track statistics across different websites and stuff of that had to be changed so that it didn't actually appear with your data unless you deliberately consented to do so Uh, and it really gave a huge headache to programmers and I'm going to come to that later Um, but yeah, with the main one with Boink if you're a Boink user you will see in uh, gdpr compliant projects you will find a setting in your user settings on the Bo- on your boink project account page an option to have your statistics be exported and so just to explain what that means uh with every project you have crunches that come onto that project the crunches will crunch and they'll get credits uh, and then if you want to make those statistics public like you can have websites like boinkstats.com uh, and that, that actually track all the credits and recent average credit and everything like that. So you can see how people are competing, what other teams are doing, what, other, what your friends are doing, uh, how different projects are scoring. If you want to have that, you need to consent to have that data be made public. And so with GDPR compliant projects, you'll have a setting to allow the project to publish your data, uh, your statistics data for credits publicly. And that's the that's the big that's one of the probably the biggest changes that they've made with GDPR on most of these projects. It's been an absolute headache for system uh, systems managers and systems um, creators and just programmers in general because now they have to go through all these laws and say, okay, what do we need to hide? What don't we need to hide? Does this only apply to this person? Does this only apply to that person? And it's just an absolute headache. So you programmers, after the GDPR came out and had to be compliant, the programmers had to go through, change a whole bunch of old code, probably the projects might have needed to hire some new people to come in and re-edit it after they had their functional system for, what, years now? Some probably even a decade. And suddenly you need to now hire a new person to come in and reprogram it, learn all the different programming that the previous programmer did, Change the different things that need to happen, edit the different whatever's to happen. And this all happens also within Boink development. When GDPR came out, there was a whole huge number of issues that uh, started popping up on the Boink uh, GitHub repository. Uh, for those of you that uh, are not uh, well versed with programming, an issue is not something that's like critical, or that it's not working, it's just someone saying, this needs to happen. And so the whole bunch of issues that came up with GDPR and I remember the days where everyone was complaining about GDPR coming into boink and uh, yeah all the all the boink programmers and the contributors and myself soon. <laughs> I am I'm, I'm currently developing a little bit on boink and I'll be getting deep within it soon so I can start reporting on the different developments in the actual code base but with all the developers doing it, they were going crazy trying to figure out how to fix all this. They had to change the Boink server, they had to change the Boink manager, they had to change my Boink clients. All these crazy things that the programmers then had to go through and redo and add to and make more complex just to comply with a couple of ridiculous laws. Boink doesn't do anything bad. There's there's not that much personal data on Boink, other than if you actually if you're actually truthful with your location. <laughs> and even then, you can say you live in in Antarctica or international. So, um, yeah, there really isn't that much personal data in Boink. So the means of protecting it wasn't really justified. And that's why I'm a little pissed off about GDPR, because it actually doesn't do anything productive in Boink sense. What do you think, Jeringo?
0: I think it barely does anything productive, period. <laughs> <laughs> I like, let me, okay. Data dignity is a huge thing. I'm a huge advocate for owning your own data on the internet. People not being able just to take your data without your permission and sell it. If someone sells your data, they should have explicit permission from you on what data they can take and then what data they can sell. And then for every sale they make, you should get a portion of it. I'd love that, great concept. I don't think that's gonna come because there's a law about um, cookies. So. <laughs> I love the idea. I wish they had just, you know, put several hundreds of millions of dollars into uh, encryption research or uh, crypto development. Not like cryptocurrency, but like cryptography, encryption, stuff like that. There are universities all over the world. There are groups working on it, getting us to a, a secure internet where you own your data. Uh, they just need research money, they need funding. Uh, so <laughs> that would have been great uh meanwhile like you said gdpr well-intentioned comes out it just screws up a lot of stuff for a lot of people and you have it's it's also targeted at like the big um big companies Facebook Google etc uh, so cool great these guys are clearly in with with the, the they're towing the line at the least right so okay regulate them but gdpr screws up every small, Uh, player at the same time every little guy every open source project had to go through and change their stuff to make it compliant uh lest they get sued and it's like shit man they don't have time to do this they're little hobbyists doing working on little projects that are really cool you're gonna make them basically shut down their project for a regulation thing it's buggy I think it's unproductive
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i was gonna say um oh you Got some more? No, that's it.
0: I was just going to summarize. I love the idea. I hate the
1: implementation. Uh, you also mentioned uh, cryptography, and I'm currently doing information security at university, and we're dealing with a lot of encryption and cryptography. And uh, I'll say, I'll say this: that the tools are here, and we've we've readily established the tools. We've made sure that they're secure, and they've been proven to be secure for many years now. What we want to replace GDPR is a method of using those to to implement the rules of GDPR without having to trust a law enforcement agency and rather trusting a mathematical algorithm to implement those sorts of paradigms.
0: Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's all about most.
1: Rather than trusting the government to enforce these laws and make sure that people are obeying the laws because there'll be people who aren't obeying the laws and they won't get caught, rather than doing that, implemented in cryptography. That way you can guarantee and you can prove yourself as the user that it's actually being implemented. Yep. And to to bring in
0: cryptocurrency and blockchain here, there are projects that do uh, data dignity concepts. So Brave, which is a, a browser started by the guy who started Firefox, I believe, uh, lets you uh, offer up your data to advertisers who then target you with data-specific ads and pays you for that, pays you for your attention to that. But Brave Browser does not keep your data, does not own your data. You own your data. No one ever sees your data but yourself. Uh, it's That is really cool. And that's in the same field as what you're describing, I think, where it's using some of the tools of cryptography to make it so that you're not
1: losing your data to anyone. There's no leakage there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, uh, I see a question in the chat uh, from SACPOP. How is Boink with data privacy and encryption generally? Um, well, I'll tell you that the Boink programmers and most of the projects don't want to deal with anything GDPR because it just—it's—it's it's crazy stupid how much you have to read to actually know what you have to do. In terms of how private the data is and uh, whether the encryption is good, I'd say it's adequate. There's not that much stuff you have to keep private in Boink. As I said, you don't have a lot of personal information that's actually listed and put onto projects. Like I, I don't even think you need to put in your name at all. Like You can just have a username or an email address. And uh, in terms of the uh, encryption and stuff like that, if I'm not mistaken, there are some places in the Boink code which still use MD5. I don't know if they've changed that, but I do know that MD5 is a particular hashing algorithm that's been proven to be um, insecure. I don't know if they still use it. I think they might've changed it in the code, but don't quote me on that. But re- really there's not that much you have to protect in Boink. So it's pretty easy to fully implement data privacy and security.
0: And if, so I think where are uh, in Boink, where data encryption plays a key role and will definitely play a key role in the future if we're to get larger uh, companies with uh, like trade secrets to use Boink, the Boink infrastructure, this permissionless system. Uh, it, it's in the encryption of data as it goes from the data server to the cruncher. Uh, a lot of people with trade secrets don't want the cruncher to be able to see the data that they're crunching, so that they can uh, then learn the trade secret. Am I right here, Delta?
1: Like this is a pretty big, pretty big thing. And if you if someone can come up with a way that uh you can distribute computing among a whole bunch of untrusted computers and keep the data that was computed a secret then you'd make a lot of money <laughs> well it's funny you should say this because uh
0: ibm actually this is coming from milk milk i'm sorry you're not milk You're milk here on the discord server uh he posted in the off topic and i'll post it right here ibm just came up with a way to do homomorphic encryption. So that basically means that people can now send data and people can crunch that data without ever looking at the data. They can crunch encrypted data without having a key. That's a really, really, really big deal, I think, if this actually works. Uh, so that would mean distributed computing just took a giant leap forward,
1: uh, thanks to IBM, who runs World Community Grid. Awesome! Oh, I forgot the name of that thing. Um... Now we can have a uh, Dyson sphere. We can now have a Dyson sphere.
0: Why do why does this enable a Dyson sphere? What?
1: Distributed computing. <laughs> among untrusted computers.
0: Why does that enable a Dyson sphere? <laughs> I'm so confused.
1: We're we're launching into distributed computing. Dyson Sphere is our end goal.
0: Oh, okay. No, I'm on board. Let's go. <laughs>
1: yeah. Use the sun as the energy, get all the computers running, and crunch Goofy X grid
0: hey we're just gonna be your next project brief i can't wait i'm looking forward to you rationalizing the science behind that i will rationalize it as much as i can <laughs> <laughs> sac asks another question just to stress though i'm gonna have this article in the description uh to this episode check it out this is a pretty cool thing if this turns into what i think it looks like it says it is yes i said that right uh but sac pop's question says does crunching encrypting data play <clears throat> Does crunching encrypting data place a greater strain on the crunching systems with this disadvantage older hardware? Delta?
1: Um, okay, <laughs> so if you're talking about the homomorphic encryption thing that we were just talking about, um, it, I don't know whether it does or it doesn't, but it seems to me that it's quite obviously it will have some effect on the actual performance of the system. Um I don't know if it'll strain it anymore. Uh, It may have some more data overhead, so you might have to store a little bit of extra data to actually implement the whole encryption thing. Um, In terms of whether it would disadvantage all the hardware, not really. Uh, You can still sort of run 64-bit stuff on 32-bit machines by doing some programmatic trickery in, in the actual program code, but uh, just generally, if technological standards are moving forwards, usually all the hardware is left behind anyway. So,
0: yeah, and I, as much like Boink is all about using all the hardware we can ex- that um, that exists to sort of eke out the the every use of it because we spent the energy and the time to build this thing. Let's use it until it can't work anymore. Uh, but at the same time, there's there is obsolescence, whether it's planned or not. At some point, it is more efficient to just create a new, more energy efficient piece of hardware and use that than it is to use an older, less energy efficient piece of hardware. You're actually doing more harm to the planet by using an old piece um, than you are just you would be just recycle that thing, get the minerals out of it and everything, and just use a brand new. New one that uses a, a hundredth of the energy, right?
1: Yeah, or just use a solar panel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the recycling of an object, it, it takes a lot of energy. So maybe, you know, if we do a grid, the solar panel, yeah. Huh.
1: Well, Or you could, instead of just chucking it in the trash, you could turn it into, like, keychains and stuff like I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you said it. I gonna... a CPU keychain. Uh, I, I once disassembled a mouse and took uh, the... um. Uh, charge-coupled device and turn that into a keychain. That's disgusting. This is a children's show. We do not destroy animals. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also, uh, a good point, too, is that um, because if these standards do move forward, it will obviously leave some older hardware behind. But I think with the nature of Boink, there will still be projects that will support really, really, really old hardware. Mm Mm-hmm like Goofy X-Grid. <laughs> goofy X-Grid is the the
0: pinnacle of Boink projects, I am sure. Where does it run out of? Just a little preview for your next project brief. Where does Who runs Goofy X-Grid? I haven't X-Grid? studied it yet. I'm not <laughs> spoiling. <laughs> I hope it's like out of the Globe Theater in London. They just run a blank project. The Globe Theater is where Shakespeare worked and wrote, etc. So, okay, this is a pretty cool discussion. This, this has turned into something worth talking about instead of just GDPR. <laughs> I'm so yeah. happy. <laughs> yeah, Secpop, uh sort of uh, supports this. This is interesting. I wonder whether other regulatory constraints or requirements would affect distributed computing projects. Yeah, and I, I really think we're moving into a distributed computing future. There's not much more we can do with centralized supercomputing, which will always have its place and do specific tasks much better than a distributed computing infrastructure, but it has its limits, mainly in that it takes up a lot of space. Like. It doesn't make as much sense in terms of efficiency than having a distributed computing network or an edge network or a cloud computing network, right? So it it only is logical that we're going to move from centralized supercomputing to distributed computing. And now maybe we have encryption that's going to help us do that where the person hosting the data can feel safe and secure in the knowledge that no one else can crack their data uh, or steal their, their secrets and then it, if we use the tools that delta's talking about to be able to enforce gdpr through a technical solution instead of through a trusted third party bureaucratic solution then i think that's everything we need we have the uh, the hardware we so we have the hardware we have the software infrastructure being Boink, of course and we have the encryption and we have
1: the privacy that seems like four sides four corners of a triangle right Yep. and if you have a distributed um, computing network, then you have a pretty much a permissionless system. So there are no laws or regu- regulatory constraints that uh, can be really enforced on the whole. system.
0: yeah, and l- let's expand that for a little
1: bit because we got a little time left. the
0: the permissionless aspect, like I've been stressing for the past couple of weeks but the permissionless aspect of Boink is pretty important. and the fact that Boink is just an infrastructure just, right? Uh, so there's all these other distributed computing projects. Folding at home being one amazing one that's broken exaflop barrier. Uh, distributed.net being another one. They work on singular tasks, protein folding, uh, prime numbers. Great, wonderful. Rulers. <laughs> you can't. Golem rulers. Golem. Rule. Is that what DistributedNet does? Yeah. Uh, optimal ah, Golem. Rule. My mistake. A thousand apologies. Uh, but you can't um, go to folding at home. You can't. I can't. I definitely can't. Uh, I don't know how to build one of these things. You can't go to Folding at Home and just be like, "Here is my data, crunch it, please." No, you have to go to Stanford or the Folding at Home admins, and they have to give you permission to host their data, your data, on their project. With and and then you can't use the Folding at Home infrastructure because I don't. It's not an infrastructure. I don't even know if that's a like a thing I can say. I, what like what does that even mean? So with Boink, if I have data, I don't need to ask anyone if I can host my data to crunch. I can just build a Boink project, use the Boink infrastructure, which was developed out of Berkeley through uh, the work of a lot of dedicated and brilliant people. And I, I just host my data and I convince people to help crunch it. It's great. This is why I love Minecraft at Home because they just had, they didn't really have data. They just had something they wanted to do. And they could not have done that at folding at home or distributed.net. They had to come to Boink because Boink is just the infrastructure. They're just like, hey, we know how to build this project or we'll figure it out because we're smart people and, and no computers. So they figured it out and built a Boink project. And bang, what do you say, Delta? Bang, boom, presto or something. A-Presto. Excuse me? <laughs> you always say A-Presto. Bang, boom, boomerang. <laughs> and A-Presto, they've got the largest cactus and the intro to, um, to, to Minecraft. Now I have the biggest cactus in the world. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, what did I say about children's show? <laughs> should we have a Boink Minecraft server? Yes, yes, we should. Someone build the
1: Boink infrastructure on Minecraft. <laughs> I think there's um, you can get computer craft or something there's a mod that you can get and you can actually program in Lua so um, maybe we can make Boink in Lua
0: <laughs> that would be pretty cool but that's, uh, that's my rant on permissionless systems Delta you got any thoughts on that and like
1: why uh, it's so important um, the only thing I could probably add is that with the permissionless, the permissionless system comes pretty much the hugest amount of innovation you could ever get so um, there's no limitations. You can practically do as the protocol or the infrastructure allows. And hence with that, if it's a good protocol and it's a good infrastructure, then you get a whole load of innovation.
0: That's a good way to put it. It's, if it's a good infrastructure, right? You have to have the right sort of laws, the rules in place, and the ways for things to interact. Uh, you have to have that sorted out in a nice way in order for... Innovation to occur, and uh, you know you can take this out of technology. You can see it happen when you know capitalism went from theory into practice, and some places did it really well, other places didn't do it as well. Um, and the places that did it really well saw booms in innovation very quickly, and then you know infrastructure corruption, blah 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 blah, things that happen. But the the blank infrastructure. If you're out there wanting to contribute to something that's like kind of worthwhile in the scientific uh, world. Uh, building a good distributed computing uh, infrastructure for permissionless system, I think is uh, pretty important and going to uh, last a long time and involve some sort of legacy, perhaps. But you got to code the thing. You got to come in and code it. You can't just be me come sitting in. here talking oh, about it. Boink. Yeah, Delta, aren't you about to start coding with, with Boink? I
1: have technically done a little bit. Um, the most I've done so far... For this university semester, because I have um, a special uh, advanced project at university, and Boink will now be my project. Um, so far, what I've done is I've, I've identified some issues in some particular um, code, uh, in some particular files of code, and uh, I'm helping, uh, namely Vitaly. He's a great guy, one of the Boink developers. Uh, I'm helping him out um, finding a whole bunch of issues in the GUI, so uh, helping people out with that, but. I haven't gotten into the deep end of it yet. Uh, I'll be getting there soon so I can start reporting on uh, to the Boink Radio exactly what's being developed, what's coming up, what's going to be going to be fixed. That's right, so cool. That's awesome. Keep it up. Yeah, and I'll show you my resume at the end of it. going <laughs> <laughs> to have Boink on three pages. Nice. All right. You want to wrap up? Let's go eat yeah. some strombolies. Uh, wait, before we go, rig of the Week. Rig of the Week, let's do it. Uh, I'm liking the one in the chat at the moment. It's the Minecraft computer. <laughs> yeah, what? That's not a rig, though. Wait, is that someone loading Boink in Minecraft? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It looks great. Windows 95, Boink, <laughs> Goofy X Grid. What a day. No, let's find That's... a real rig. Yeah, I think there was some crunching. In
0: While we're looking for Rig of the Week, I will remind everyone that if you want a chance to win Rig of the Week, you have to come into the Discord and you post a rig and crunchy and give us some uh images and the specs and you might win win of the Reek and everything that comes with it. Which is a guarantee of a badge once we make our Boink team. Volk says next week he'll be back with a screenshot of Boink running on a VM in Minecraft. I'm gonna hold you to that, sir. <laughs> oh it. my god. My Boink running Minecraft at home in Minecraft. What that needs
1: to happen. Okay, I have a Rig of the Week. That is a beast of a video card. Yes, okay. So, uh, this Rig of the Week is from Kleedoc, from the Boink uh, Discord server, and uh, their rig is a Z440E5, uh, 1650v3. I don't know if that's... I think that's the CPU, (laughs) at 3.5 gigahertz, with 32 gigabytes of RAM, uh, and an M40 Tesla, uh, with also a GTX uh, 1650 uh, overclocked. Um, So it's very packed, Um, there's not a lot of room in that case anymore now, Um, and yeah, it looks like he has a Tesla GPU, if I'm not mistaken, That's that's a type of NVIDIA GPU. Uh, and interesting to see them because they, uh, I haven't seen a lot of them. Usually they're quite expensive and, uh, um, yeah, they're, they're used for very special applications like computing. So, um, it's very interesting to see one of them. Yeah, that is a lot. Yeah. Is... Uh, it's in one, a standard sized PC case. And I wonder how much heat that thing produces. <laughs> yeah. I see the two fans in there. What's that big grill thing right in the middle that says HP on it. So I'm actually not sure that might be the heatsink. Um, so man, yeah, it's 3.5 It's like the PC from another world. It looks like a face. What's that thing called where you like every you see
0: faces and things? I don't know. There's a special <laughs> like disorder, not, not disorder, but like a
1: a thing they uh. It's a thing. Well, if you look <laughs> at the front of a of cars, it pretty much makes a face. <laughs> pretty much any car.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're driving down the street and you just see faces all over the place, you would use this word. I forget what it's called. <laughs> But this totally looks like a face because the NVIDIA card uh, looks like the mouth. And then the, um, the the he-sync looks like a nose, like a big old nose. And then the fans look like an eye. There are two eyes. Parodelia. Is that right? I'm going to Google that to make sure I'm not just saying, like, disgusting things peridolia? on Yeah, radio. Yeah. Per, perido- how do you say these words? Uh, Parodelia. Pareidolia is the tendency for incorrect perception of a stimulus as an object, pattern, or meaning known to the observer, such as seeing shapes in clouds, faces in inanimate objects, or abstract patterns, or hearing hidden messages in music.
1: That's the one! One thing I'd like to point out is that there's, I think, two SSDs right there, and he's just chucked them into the little cage and just let them sit there and (laughs) check them up. I do that with every single one of my... Rigs, because I got really old cases that don't support SSDs.
0: No, they don't look like a face over there. I'm trying to find it, but I don't think it exists. This is a great rig. All right, what do they win?
1: Oh, uh, I I forgot the prize. Um, do you have it? <laughs>
0: Hold on, let me just reach into my drawer here.
1: uh I brought my oh. tea, but I didn't prize. Oh, found it. Oh, know, respect and sanitizer. honor. Do you want some sanitizer? <laughs> Liquid gold sanitizer. All right, B A. He gets respect and honor. From the Boink Radio, everyone give him a clap. <laughs> Hold on. Remember
0: that time I slashed my elbow because I thought you were clapping.
1: <laughs>
0: Zach Pop says, and this is 100% true, uh, that if you play God as a God as a DJ backwards, you hear the instructions
1: for Boink installation. 100% verified and true. <laughs> Hold on, if you play this, uh, if you play this Boink Radio backwards, what do you get? You hear God is a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> so we've just been the Boink installation instructions this whole time. Yep. Yep. Always has been.
0: Always has been. Always will be. All right. On that note. <laughs> uh, no, I think we will wrap this up. You got any more thoughts for the day, Delta?
1: No. i excited to go rock climbing
0: again. <laughs> oh, me too. Me. All right. Well, we'll see everyone next week then. Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern time here on the Boink Network Discord server. Bring us your rigs, bring us your weeks, bring us your news and Boink things, and we'll
1: talk about it. <laughs> bring us your rigs bring us your weeks. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Jaringa. We <laughs> See y'all yeah, next yeah. week, guys.
0: Have a great weekend, everybody. Oh, 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 happy crunching!